Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Coves, welcome to Action City. Today, I had the pleasure of talking to two of the hosts of the podcast, OKC Foodcast. Nabil and Christina are both immigrants who made their way to OKC in their late teens. They made friends as adults and now host OKC Foodcast with their third host, Josh, who couldn't make it today. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Blacken Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Blacken Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Blacken Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Blacken Studios has your back. Search Blacken Studios on all social platforms, email at podcast at blackenstudios.com or visit us at blackenstudios.com. And remember, it's Blacken. I love talking all things food here in OKC and all of our favorite spots. You can catch their podcast every Monday. Welcome, Nabil and Christina, to Action City. Welcome to Action City. I know Catherine is not here today, which we're very sad about. However, I have two podcasters in the studio with me, so I'm very comfortable doing this episode by myself, although I don't feel like I'm doing it by myself. But I have Nabil and Christina here from OKC Foodcast, and they are politely doing pit and peek with me, which I thank you so much. Because <laughs> of course, <laughs> I, we were just talking about how this is my first one without Catherine. So it's a little, it just feels a little different. So I'm glad you guys are here and have experience with a microphone in your face. <laughs> well, happy to be here. Thanks. For yeah, me. of yeah. course. Um, okay. So every week we start with our pit and peek. So I'll start just, and I told them, I was like, it can be about food because I know you guys love food. Um, but mine, so my pit, I always try to start with the bad stuff. Yeah. Get it out of the way. Right. Catherine always starts with the good stuff and then her bad one's never that bad. But, um, (laughs) so I guess my pit is that I am like halfway through my pregnancy and I have not done a single thing for my new baby because I think it's my third and... Just by the third kid, you're like, whatever. It's just another kid. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, no, but congratulations. Thank yeah, you. Congrats. Thanks. I Yeah, I just realized we went to our... Do you, either of you have children? No. Okay. So this will be kind of a foreign concept. But you go to this ultrasound <laughs> and the first baby you have, they're measuring all this important stuff and you have no clue that that's what they're doing. You just think they're like looking at... Like you just don't even know. But by the third, I'm like... Okay, are all four ventricles of the heart there? Like, how does the brain look? Mm-hmm. How does the spine look? Yeah. You know, like all the scary stuff now I know about. So we had that scary ultrasound last week and everything looked perfect. Excellent. But that's always done in the middle. And mm-hmm. then I realized it dawned on me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm halfway <laughs> there and we have not done a thing. <laughs> like, we have a crib from one of our older children. We have some stuff from our older children, but I have not like, there's been no assembly. There's been... No moving of things, nothing. So, well, you're pros now, so yeah, I mean, it'll kinda, take you a couple of days. 
I would. That's what I'm hoping. But I realized that we're moving this baby into my daughter's old room and the room is pink. So it will need to be painted. And, you know, like things need to happen that take a little bit of planning and I've yet to plan. So that would be my pit. But my peak is that I'm halfway through. All right. That's a good way of saying it. Right. The same situation. Right. That's what I was like. This is a (laughs) pit and a peak because, yeah, I think that, I mean, knock on wood, this all, I mean, I hope this is my last pregnancy, last baby. (laughs) So um, I don't know. I'm trying to enjoy it. It's like the last. That's awesome. Last hurrah, I guess. I think three is like the perfect number, but I go back and forth. Uh, I Does RJ know this? <laughs> well, RJ is my fiance. I'm engaged. <laughs> oh, and congrats. I go from like, we don't, I don't think I want any kids to like, I think I want three or four. I don't know. I had like a really, I think last year after we had our second, because we both of our older children, and I shouldn't say this all out either. I'm knocking, knocking, but they were both really good babies. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe we should have four. And then I was like, what am I thinking? <laughs> but I get that. You kind of you go through waves. I will say I think being engaged was more stressful than having children. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thankfully, like the planning process, we decided from the get go is going to be a two year engagement because we got okay. engaged last October. Well, yeah, because I mean, of the COVID. pandemic. Yeah, I and, feel so bad for COVID brides. It's yeah. another level of stress. And that was another thing, too. We just decided let's not do it in 2021 because so many people had to reschedule their weddings and right. it's not like Oklahoma has all these vendors at everyone's disposal you know so totally just kind of thought why are we should yeah. be in a rush just wait till 2022 so yeah. well, so what's your wedding date uh October 1st <gasps> yeah. wow so like almost yeah the year yeah. countdown is just, is going yeah and then yesterday we went out to eat with my family at Jimmy B's and, Yum. The, and the temperature was so perfect and I thought oh, this is if this is what my wedding's gonna be like. I'm set for life. <laughs> I mean, October really is beautiful, and yeah, you're. I think you're hitting it right because it can still be warm, but not 90 degrees. Hopefully, hopefully, right? and yeah, it's beautiful. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, but you just never know with Oklahoma weather. Yeah. It was raining the other day. Like, why is it raining? Yeah, but rain's good luck. <laughs> That's true. Do you have to think about it that? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever happens, we're ready for it. <laughs> well, so what would you say your pit and peaks are? So I had to think about this while you were talking yeah. about your pit and peak. Um, so my, I'm going to start with the bad, with my pit. I love it. I have that same philosophy. Yeah, right. Um, I... Uh, so we just discovered that my fiance is allergic to kiwi and yeah. I love kiwi. So I bought a bunch of kiwi the other day and he had had it before, like in small portions, but we're both like on kind of a health kick right, right now. Yeah. So he's like, okay, so instead of like chocolate chip cookies for snacks, like midnight snack, let's just have kiwi. Well, he had like maybe three or four slices of kiwi and the whole night he was just like sniffling and he was sneezing and in the morning his eyes were so swollen. So... That kind of sucked because now... Wait, that is the most random thing to be allergic to. Kiwi? Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. It is kind of um, rare, apparently, according to Dr. Google, but... Dr. Google. (laughs) He's my favorite. (laughs) Or she, I guess. They are favorite. (laughs) We don't know. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so that kind of sucks because Kiwi's... Uh, so good. I love kiwi, so now I'm just gonna have to be a little bit more careful. Well, and like um, to find out as an adult you're allergic something, you're like, come on. I know. After like he's right, yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. It's like really more dietary restrictions. Yes, thank you. Right. I thought we were over this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Yeah. So, and my peak would be, um, I went to Maine for the first time nice. uh, last week or a week and a half ago. Okay. And I'd never been to Maine before. And for some reason I felt kind of spooked because I love Stephen King and it's like, oh my gosh, this is kind of freaky. And I don't know, but it was such a beautiful state and we went there for, um, RJ's cousin's wedding, my fiance's wedding, uh, cousin's wedding. Yeah. Um, my fiance's already married. <laughs> He's already married <laughs> to his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, no, but, um, so we had a lot of lobster and seafood. Yeah. And, Where in Maine? Um, Rockport, Maine. Okay. It's like, um, an hour and a half North from Portland. I think that's like where Portland. the main. Okay. Okay. Airport I've been is. to Maine once. It was a long, long time ago, but I loved it too. Yeah, it's very beautiful, and apparently, uh-huh. it's like the most rural state in America. I think we so. were just looking it up because uh, his grandmother lives in Lewiston. And it's supposed to be the second most populous city in the state, but it felt like you were in a rural town in Oklahoma. Right? Like, it was just very sparse and. But it was beautiful. Nice. Yeah. That sounds fun. We dri- we went to Boston and then drove up to Maine. And that drive was incredible. I would definitely recommend if you're like wanting to do Boston and then, but in the summer. Yeah. Or in the fall. <laughs> or like in I, the fall. I yeah, that's true. September, yeah. October would be perfect. Yeah. Was it cold? No, no. It was so nice. And like the leaves were starting to change. Oh, pretty. So. It was it was really nice. I feel like we get that here for about two days. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, like, and then all the leaves. Yeah, and then they're just dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, just kidding. Yeah. Well, what about you, Nabil? Well, you know what? I'll follow and do the bad first. Uh, not necessarily a bad bad, but my mom just got surgery, so that's yeah. my my pit. You know, just thinking about that, making sure she's going to recover fine, and it's been on my mind. Yeah. And then the peak is being on this podcast oh. and, like get, and seeing you again. We we went to high school together. I know. Well, that's what I was like. Do you remember me? And I was like, that's such a dumb question. There were like five <laughs> people at our high school, of course. Like, And did we have a class together? I feel like we, we did. We did. I don't know what it was. I, th- was. I was trying to remember. I think it was art. Like maybe an art class. There's no way I was smart enough to be in any of your <laughs> academic classes because you're two years older than me, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, because I'm 08, you're 06. 06. Yeah. So I was like thinking, I was like, how would I know Nabil so well? Because yeah. I feel like I did know you well in high yeah. school. And I wasn't in high school for a terribly long time. You weren't? Because I started halfway through junior year. You did? Yeah. That's when I moved to Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Well, this kind of leads me into the next part of the podcast is I wanted to kind of hear your backgrounds. And I didn't realize that. So where were you before Oklahoma? Uh, I was in Pakistan. Oh, you were? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I did not know this. I feel so silly for not knowing this. But From there to Oklahoma. <laughs> wow. So what brought you here? Uh, well, my uncle lived here. Mm-hmm. And then we used to visit all the time. He used to live in Chicago before. And so we'd come... Every summer, every other summer, whatever it was, because vacations in Pakistan were a lot longer, which was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then my dad joined my uncle in his business, and that's why he moved to Oklahoma. Okay. So you come here. What was that like coming to Cassidy halfway through your junior year? A little weird. Yeah. As it would be not necessarily because of Cassidy, but just starting somewhere new halfway through junior year. Kind of weird. But, you know, I talked to a couple of people at that point and they were like, why are you going to Cassidy? Like, 
you know, it's going to be hard to fit in and things like that because, you know, everyone had been together since like elementary school or whatever. But you're saying this and I'm like, I don't remember you not being there. Right. And right. so I I thought Cassidy was fantastic, met some amazing people. Mm. And I mean, in terms of lifestyle, I, you know, I feel like I get used to things pretty quickly. So it wasn't that big of a shock or anything to switch high schools or countries in when you're 16. <laughs> I mean, I would feel like I would not have taken that very well. I didn't for the first few months. Okay. Which is why I started halfway through junior year. Oh, I see what you're mm. saying. So I was a little rebellious and I was like, I don't care what you say. I'm not going to school. <laughs> I would have, I probably would have done the same thing. I mean, moving different countries, I feel like in itself is kind of a huge feat, but also being 16. I mean, that's a hard age <laughs> in general. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, I can just like guilt my parents into letting me play Xbox all day. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, and then I got bored. <laughs> and then you got bored and you're like, I guess I should get it together. Right. <laughs> okay. So you graduate from Cassidy and you go to, uh, go to, Pittsburgh, Carnegie Mellon for mm -hmm. college with the plans of not returning. Right. As I feel like a lot of people <laughs> as do. As we all do. <laughs> right. And, but I returned. Yeah. And now I'm here and now I don't want to move. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, so what took you, what brought you back? It was, I wanted to do something that I wasn't necessarily studying. So I did econ and business in college. Did and, you really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I really wanted to do advertising and marketing. Oh, okay. And did my research, talked to some alumni and the career counselors and people like that. And they were like, you just need a portfolio or you can stay an extra year at this ridiculously expensive school and <laughs> get, a, get a second major or something, whatever it is. Right. right? I was like, well, mm -hmm. I can get portfolio. So nice. move back. Parents were here. It was a little easier. Yeah, I was live. I was Did on the trend of home? living with the parents before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. That helps. It did in the start for sure. So I think a lot of people do that. My brother did that. Did my sister do that too? No, she didn't. Wait, she might have. I feel like both my siblings moved back in with my parents for at least a year. Right. I yeah. mean, why not if you're if you have a good relationship with them? And yeah, it's it's a smart thing to do. I yeah, think so too. Sure. Right. I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if, I mean, thankfully, oh, the cost of living in Oklahoma City isn't extremely high. Right. However, it's a great way to save money mm -hmm. and, yeah, kind of get on your feet and then you go. Especially when you're pivoting after graduating college. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, mom and dad, I know I studied this, but I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people do that, though. I was lucky that I didn't have to do that. I really, like, found my passion. Although now, looking back, that I'm not in the fashion anymore because that was my major mm. I realized now it, it should have been a hobby instead of a career you know what I'm saying I feel like sometimes your passions are not maybe what you should do for a living it, it changes right whenever yeah. you start doing your passion as work well it takes away the fantasy and the I don't know almost romantic idea of what it is or at least that's what it did for me for fashion I was like wait this is how this goes <laughs> these are how these people act like maybe not so you don't pick and choose the good stuff no no yeah. exactly exactly well so Christina where are you from so um I was born in San Leandro California okay but wait where is that it's in uh the Bay Area oh okay so San Leandro Andrews, a small little town. I think it's um, between Oakland and San Francisco. I, I'm not 100% sure because I've only lived there until I was like five or six. Okay. My dad grew up in Palo Alto. 
Okay. So like similar-ish. Maybe. I usually don't really claim California because I've lived there long enough. Gotcha. (laughs) Just like I think it's in that area. I don't know. Um, But both of my parents are Bolivian. Oh, wow. And when I was really young, uh, both of them moved my whole family. I have a younger sibling. Um, So my parents moved the four of us back to... um, Cochabamba, Bolivia, which is in South America. So I went to um, middle school, high school, graduated high school down there, and then moved to Oklahoma to go to college. So did you go to OU or OSU? I went to UCO. Oh, UCO. Shouldn't assume. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, It was kind of an abrupt decision, so I really didn't have... Again, kind of also in a rebellious stage, kind of like Nabil. <laughs> I was like 16 and I did not want to move to the States. I wanted to stay in Bolivia. That's where my friends were. Yeah. It's a perfect age for a rebellion. Yeah. I had a little boyfriend. <laughs> like I just felt oh, like I was a boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And then I yeah. felt like my whole life was just ready to take off when I was just graduating high school down there. But So you graduate high school at 16 in Bolivia? Um. What's it? No, I. It must have been seventeen. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I remember turning eighteen when I moved here. Yeah. Gotcha. So seventeen. Um. Or was it sixteen? I can't remember. I graduated just, a year early, but re- oh, you got it. okay. That yeah. makes sense because I was like, okay. I mean, you know, it's eighteen normally. Yeah. I don't know if that's a rule everywhere though. Um. No, I must have been seventeen because I remember I graduated a year early. I was with my. I, I skipped a year, I think, in eighth grade or something like that. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I moved to Oklahoma. Wait, what made you pick Oklahoma? So, that's also kind of a special, interesting story. Uh, both of my parents moved to Oklahoma together uh, when they were in their late teens to go to college, too. Um, when they were younger, there's a lot of mis- uh, Christian missionaries that travel all around the world and a lot of them go to Bolivia. Uh-huh. And so their parents had made connections with some missionaries that were from Oklahoma. Okay. And so I think back then there was some, there's always some political unrest happening in South America. And I think at that time they were really worried that they wouldn't be able to finish college because oh, some of the okay. universities were closing out of safety. And so they just kind of made the really hard decision to, cause they didn't even know how to speak English that well. Wow. And so they got student visas and they moved here, learned English and then started college here. So your family has always had kind of this weird connection with Oklahoma. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. It's like out of all the 50 states. Right. Why, you know? <laughs> I know. It didn't have to be Oklahoma, but it just so happens that they just met people from Oklahoma in Bolivia. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to kind of keep those relationships going so that whenever they needed, they needed that hand, you know, to help them, <laughs> they were able to come here. And Perfect. Yeah. So. Well, so you get here. And are you like, why am I here? Or are you like, this is awesome? Uh, (laughs) Maybe a little bit of both? A little bit of more so on the why am I here? This sucks. Yeah. But um, because I didn't even know how to drive because I didn't really need to drive when I was down there. This is not a walking city. No. I wish it was. But I mean, it's getting better. It's getting a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Um, it 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 was a hard transition. But I think... Touching on what Nabil said earlier, I think that adaptability that you kind of learn to really get used to when you're younger um, is something that I feel like I've acquired when I moved over here. Just 
when you don't know anyone, you've it's just a city you've never been to. All the cars are driving so fast. I don't understand why. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know? in my city in Bolivia, people, you know, people, people aren't you, in a hurry, right? No, people yeah. are not in a hurry. Things are always a lot slower and nobody's driving like 80, 90 miles an hour. Well, because their roads don't support it either. No, we have like smaller. It's a pretty big city, but um, it's an old city. So roads are a lot narrower. Oh, so it's, yeah. And people are always using public transportation anyways. So oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that was something. Sorry, is your family still in Bolivia? Um, they actually live in Oklahoma now. There you go. Yeah, they both moved here, but they're on the verge of retiring. So they're kind of at that pivotal moment where it's like, do we stay here? Do mm. we move back to Bolivia? I wish I was worldly enough to know what's going on in Bolivia right now, but I have no idea. Is it like politically? Is it okay? Um, it is. You just never know. Okay. Uh, it's a safe place to live. Like I've never felt like afraid for mm-hmm. my life, except for... Um, there's always something that's happening in 2008, actually the year that I was supposed to move here. Mm -hmm. Um, there was some crazy stuff happening down there. We used to have the Peace Corps. My mom worked for the Peace Corps down there and they had to shut down the project indefinitely. Um, the relationship with the United States is sort of not very good, I think, in a lot of countries in South America. And a lot of people are aware of that because of, you know, I know we just had a few dictators down there that just kind (laughs) of (laughs) made relationships with other countries difficult. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's, I would say it's safe to live down there as long as you live in the bigger cities. I think sometimes if you live in rural communities, it's a little bit more questionable. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. But sure. now we're here. Yeah, so. I was going to say. Well, that's awesome. So did you like college here? I mean, you stayed, so I can't imagine I you... I did, yes. Good. I did. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought that my upbringing was very diverse, uh, but it's when I moved here is when I learned from people with a lot of different cultures. UCO particularly has a lot of international students, and I met a lot of people from other places, and... Yeah, it was. I think it was a lot of an easier transition because yeah. I wasn't alone. I felt like I was surrounded by other people that were kind of in the same boat, coming from different countries and, yeah. you know, getting their education and trying to figure out life in Oklahoma yeah. without a car. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long did you not have a car for? My gosh, I think by my... I immediately a year after I was like, I cannot do this. Yeah. Like, please somebody teach me how to drive. Oh, and it's not stick shift. Awesome. It's oh, automatic. Right. Right. So I just, I think I just assumed cars here were all stick shift, kind of like how they are in Latin America. Mm-hmm. So I just avoided it. But then light bulb moment. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Well, so then how did you all get connected with each other or how did you meet to then be on the podcast? Well, I want to say, I don't remember how I met Nabil. It must have been either at a Halloween party or at a wedding. I don't know. It was probably. in some social gathering. Yeah. It was probably some gathering that we met at some point. And then, I don't know, we just kept seeing each other and obviously part of the same friend group and mm-hmm. became closer and closer and uh, just hung out more and more. And then when the podcast had a had an opening i was like hey christina you want to do this with me that's awesome <laughs> and i was like well I've never done this before but i'll give it a shot and then, and then <laughs> she was a good fit because all our gatherings would always revolve around food 
and yeah. and drinks yeah. and just and that's what we talk about and obviously other things too but yeah a we're, lot of food and drinks well and we're missing josh your third yes. co-host and so was it you and josh and then christina came how did the so when it initially started it was ashley and i oh okay and ashley um great friend from when i first moved back um uh, did a lot of networking to meet people mm-hmm. and that's kind of how i met a lot of my friends now uh then you obviously pick and choose who are friends right and, you know yeah and so she owns a patent sip studio downtown okay uh or bricktown sorry not downtown and we were at dinner me her and serena and this idea for a podcast came up because i wanted to do something in food yes but obviously. uh you know i wasn't opening my own restaurant or uh, getting a job in food service or something like that. Uh, and I was like, how do I get involved and do this? And I had podcasting experience through work. And so as a joke, we're like, we well, start a podcast. And, and the, the table was like, that's a really good idea. I was like, maybe that is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so did that. And then 2020 happened. Uh, and then over that year, Ashley got married. Okay. And uh, the uh, Mike, Michael, uh, has a kid and so she has a kid now and you know life circumstances change and uh, obviously she has a business to focus on and things like that so we took a little break at that point and then Josh and Christina Josh works with me oh, nice. and we're always talking about food yeah and yeah so see yeah. how this works with three people yeah. I, I like it I think it's good to have odd numbers well, C- Catherine and I, we always have a guest for the most part, except for a pit and peak. And I mm. like the way that feels. I mean, it's really fun. Yeah. It's no lulls, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's always ready to say something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so you guys have now as a trio been for how many episodes do you think? Wow. Not terribly long. Probably five or ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we just started uh, as the three of us, I think, in June. I guess that's probably when I started listening was this summer. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And we're, you know, the first episode, we're like, we'll figure out our flow. It'll be okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what happens, right? I mean, you can plan all you want and then the the recording starts and <laughs> who Whatever really happens, knows? Happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I want to talk food because okay. that is like... The best part of everything. We right? love to talk food. Yeah. Love to talk <laughs> All day. food. Okay. So I have a couple kind of random questions. They're really hard, though. I have to warn you. I think they're hard. But I was like, you know what? These are perfect people to ask. <laughs> so in Oklahoma City, what concept do you think we have too much of? Ooh. Like what Ooh. what restaurant, whenever, whenever a new one pops up and you're like, oh, another one of those, like what comes to your mind, I guess? I don't want to say something controversial here, but <laughs> well, this is I mean, we we don't have to talk badly about anybody. And listen, who cares? We started podcasts and they're like, how many podcasts? Two million. So we, <laughs> we are true. in That's the true. same boat. But I'm just saying, I feel like the food scene has blown up. There are mm-hmm. so many new restaurants opening. Kind of which concept are you like? I think we're I think we're peaked. I think we're at our max. I can... Um Nabil, you can go. Okay. I have something in mind, but uh okay i a few things came to mind but the one that stands out the most is uh taco concepts taco concepts that's Um, fair and obviously they do other things too but like everyone's doing uh gourmet tacos oh yeah right like not not the street tacos but 
And I feel like there's a lot of them. And I sometimes can't keep them straight. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. And not always local, right? Right. Exactly. And just to kind of add on to what you're, to this concept that you're talking about, um, there's a difference between, right, like the gourmet tacos and like, I don't, I'm not really sure who's bringing these to life. I mean, some of them are cool and I, and some of them I do really like, but then we have a whole other side of actual authentic Mexican tacos right. that you can find not you know, in certain parts, like if you really know, you know where they are. They're usually like in taco trucks. Yeah, find them on the south side, but they're not really accessible here in the city. I don't know of one authentic like taco place, unless you go to like like Morelos. Like I know they have their tacos in the in their supermarket that you can get. Right, right, right. Feria Latina on twenty mm-hmm. third, and then some What's taco, the taco trucks. truck that's across from Chow on May, kind of by Taft. Starts with a B. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I do not. Okay, there's a really good taco truck on May, and I'm I should know this off the top of my head, but I'm blinking. But yes, I understand what you're saying. Like more authentic. Right. Yeah, and I I love both. I mean, I love the creativity creativity mm-hmm. of um the unique gourmet tacos, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that sometimes. For, for sure. And none of those places I think are bad. No, no, I no. I just think there's a lot of tacos. A lot of tacos. <laughs> yeah. See, in my head, I was going to say burgers. That too. That was another one that popped in. I was just like, mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing burgers. There's a lot of barbecue places opening up. Lots of barbecue. Um, yeah, that's actually very true. Lots of pizza places opening up. Lots of people trying to do Detroit-style pizza okay, these days. Okay, I heard that new state... Burgers has Detroit style pizza, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, but I haven't gotten it yet. But like, what's Detroit style pizza? So Detroit style pizza, my favorite style style of pizza. By oh, okay, the way. okay. So, so this is like your thing. Okay, uh, okay. If, if you haven't tried it, you got to do it. Um, it is so it started in Detroit. The automotive workers would steal like the trays that they would put parts in uh-huh. and make pizza in it. So it was a little thicker. It was. Think Italian style. Okay, okay. Because uh, it's like it was a little thicker, a little spongier. Uh, because the person who made it initially was Italian roots. Mm. Anyway, long story short, what they do is they layer brick cheese. Oh. Then they put the dough, and then more cheese, and then the sauce is usually on top. But you can do whatever. But okay. the main part is that cheesy crust that builds around the side. Wow. So it's yeah. like a crispy crust on the outside, and then you got like a a soft pizza and the sauce and the toppings uh, it's delicious so who has your favorite detroit detroit style pizza locally notice the silence <laughs> i was gonna uh, say have you not found you can say there's not one that's been your favorite yet weren't that's an well, acceptable answer too i mean they're relatively favorite right right right, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so providence i haven't tried new states yet oh, okay and i do love their burgers so i have faith in their pizza okay uh, and their pictures look really good. Right? That's where I saw it. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But I tried um, Providence, which is in Parlor. I have not been there. They have a good Detroit style. And then I tried Rendezvous. But I tried Rendezvous after it cooled down a little bit. So yeah, you got I it. couldn't get that full crust. Mm. So I can't read him properly yet. Right. Was it a to-go situation? It was. I was doing a food video for... Oh. 
discovering Oklahoma. Okay. And so it was sitting there. We're talking to the GM and then we tried it. So it was like 30 minutes later. Oh, yeah. I know you have to Guy Fury it and like right as it comes out of the oven, you take a bite. (laughs) I need to be be back in the kitchen. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So then on the flip side, the more positive question, what do you think we need more of? What concept are we missing or aren't enough of in Oklahoma City? Um, I'd like to see more, um, I don't know, diverse, uh, cuisine. I know we have, we have a really strong cultural presence here. Vietnamese food, Mm -hmm. um, is my favorite, the one that I think of right now, but I don't know. I just like to see a little bit more of just other, other styles of food out there, um, Maybe Oklahoma's just like, we're just still a growing state. You know, right. I think a lot of people are still coming in and kind of m- making their mark here. Um, so hopefully as time goes by. Is we'll there like staying. a specific culture you think we're missing? I'm I'm specifically thinking about mine. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. just be a little <laughs> No, that's <laughs> totally <laughs> fair. Yeah. That's completely fair. I'm sure you're like, this is great food and we don't have it. Yeah. Uh, Bolivian food is amazing. And I mean, just a little biased here, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably very nostalgic too, which like. Definitely. Yeah. That is, I mean, some of the, my food choices I feel like have a lot to do with nostalgia. Nostalgia. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. I think in other places in the country where you have like a bigger population of, of, you know, immigrants there, you'll see restaurants like in right. DC, Virginia, uh, Florida, you'll find a lot of Bolivian cuisine there. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so. Do we have anything locally that's close? No. I mean, we, uh, the only the one um, that I think of is Nylump, which is a Peruvian... Nylump? I've never Nylump. heard of this. Me neither. There's two of them, and I think one of them closed. Um, there used to be one on uh, Northwest 50th and Grove, kind of by where St. Charles Catholic Church is, or right across Abel's, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one closed down, and I knew that it closed... Like COVID? About a, and pre-COVID, pre-COVID, okay. Just because, just not not a lot of people know about Peruvian I, I'd never food. Heard of it. Yeah. yeah, so they don't really go seek. And every time I would go, it'd always be just peop, you know, you know, Latin people in there. So, um, I know there's another one in the South Side which I haven't been to yet. And say it again. Uh, Nylump. Nylump. Okay. Nylump. Yeah. Don't know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> but I would. Yeah. So. Uh, Different cuisine, a little bit different cuisine than uh, Bolivian, but Bolivians love Peruvian food. I mean, you'll just have Peruvian restaurants everywhere down there. and Similar flavor profile. Yes. Yeah. Citrusy, a lot of potatoes, rice, different types of meats, chicken. Um, That's some Peruvian fried rice and Peruvian chicken, and it's delicious. Yeah. The per- spices. Yeah. Uh, a lot of... That sounds really good. I have a friend <laughs> who's a chef in Bolivia, and he told me that Peru is considered like the cradle of gastronomy in Latin America. It's like where wow. it's like, it's like the, the Paris of Latin America. So if you want to be, if you want to, to get the best training, the best experience, you want to move to Peru. Wow. Interesting. That's my next trip. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool. That would be really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you think, Nabil? It's funny Kind of thinking along the same lines. I wasn't thinking necessarily exactly Bolivian food for obvious reasons, (laughs) but I was thinking more regional and 
internationally local cuisine. So, for example, Chef Jeff just opened up a Laotian place right in yeah. the plaza so yeah. like stuff like that very pinpointed to a to a culture or a region and i'm sure he could even get more specific and be like oh this is from the north or this is from the south yeah right, right? so just very specific areas in that sense mm-hmm. but those are also very niche niche restaurants that you know theoretically you'd be like I don't want to just go one cuisine because you need to appeal to a lot of people. Well, I feel like you could do it in a way where it's a little derivative in the sense of you could have things on the menu that are super traditional and then offer things that are like kind of mix it together a little bit. But yeah, that's really cool. But it'd be like, I feel like that's just a way of exploring cultures. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like instead of just having French have parts, a part of France. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's an interesting point. Because there are a ton, like you said, like Vietnamese, we have an amazing Vietnamese population here. So there's a lot of Vietnamese food and you can definitely find it easily. Right. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. even within those restaurants, you can find different parts of Vietnam. Mm -hmm. For sure. And yeah, that'd be interesting to add some concepts that were a little bit more pinpointed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, because when you go into food and when you're eating something, it's kind of like an educational experience totally also right i mean you're learning some kind of like what nabil was doing with us earlier today explaining to us about the detroit pizza yeah kind of like explaining the history behind it and be like that's just such a, another special part of food is learning what it means how it came up and yeah. just helps and you how appreciate it's like kind it. of transformed yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's what I love about travel, right? I love not knowing what something is on the menu and asking the waiter and mm-hmm. then discovering it and then loving it or not liking it. But right. you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. yeah, I love that part. That's interesting. I wonder I wish you're right. The Laos, it's Laos, right? Mm-hmm. I that's a very specific country. So yes, I'm glad that there's something like that. Yeah, and I I mean that was one of the things where I was just like, I have no idea what the food's gonna be. Yeah, did so was it good? It was great. And what's the restaurant called? Uh, it's called Mader. Mader. Which it's M-A space D-E-R. Okay. And it means, it's like, that's the way I get it, the way it was, he's explained it is, it's kind of like slang for come through, let's eat. Oh. That's what they used to say whenever it's like, time to eat. Nice. And so that's, that's really cool. cute. Like it's kind of like an homage to his grandmother and the the family roots from his yeah. Laotian side. So, oh, that's so yeah. cool. So when did it open? It opened uh, just this past week, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I haven't really heard about it, which, I mean, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many places opening up. Right. It was, it's really hard to keep up. Well, yeah. so where in Plaza is it? It is where Goro used to be. Oh, okay. Nice. So he took over that space. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, that's the thing. It's like, I'm all for new restaurants coming in in spaces that were restaurants, right? Yeah. I mean, we need to have our, our buildings full. Well, that's awesome. Okay. Well, this kind of leads me into if you had to pick a district of town to only eat at their restaurants, which one would you pick? How long are we eating there? <laughs> Your whole life. No, I don't oh know. Just gosh. like which district to you has, if you had to just choose one, which one has your favorites? What's the biggest one? Yeah. <laughs> All of Oklahoma City. Oh my gosh. I know this is this really is tough. Hard. When I was writing this, I was like, "This is tough. This is a this is a tough one." But I'd like to hear what you guys think. 
Well, Nabil, I think I have two. I have okay. I'm gonna choose, but I have to. I have to give yeah, a shout out to my two favorite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely um, Uptown, Twenty Third Street. Okay. Okay. Because Cheevers and mm. Pizzeria Gusto. I could have those all day, every day. That's your spot. You can go, can go away from that. Yeah, yeah, I love going there. I love parking, getting on my little scooter and just scooting around that whole area. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the Asian district. Oh my gosh, I love. Yeah. I think, but if I had to choose from my entire life, I'd probably go with Uptown. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, literally though, they have a lot of options there. Lots of options and good options. I mean, yeah. my husband's favorite is chicken pickle. Or wait, I almost said chicken pickle. It's a, um, That's a fun place, too. Chicken uh, beer. Chicken beer. <laughs> I was like, why am I saying that? Chicken pickle is fun. And their yeah. food is, like, really good. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, their chicken, like, they're actually putting in a lot of effort in their food, which is good. I love that, because, like, I'm sorry, Top Golf is disgusting. <laughs> and, you know, I want to have a fun experience, but it's like, if the food is awful, I'm not... I'm not trying to go there all the time. Yeah, I usually uh, don't like to eat at Top yeah, Golf. Right? I mean, some Agreed. of their their nachos I actually do like. Like the, the whole individual chip concept. I haven't oh, seen yeah. that was the first place I'd seen it years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was that was I thought that was a good idea. And their donuts that you fill. So yeah, I don't know. Something about the squirt bottle, like yeah. I just don't. Well, so that's I think they took that from this place called Sienna Tavern in Chicago, who probably took it from something else. <laughs> they have a similar dessert where you like infuse your own donuts. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't want to see the like stuff. Like I don't want to see how they're made at the table unless it's like guacamole or Caesar salad. I'm not about it. And especially while you're playing golf. Right. right? Then your yeah. hands are like, okay, I would have touched this and well, I touched the club. Food. Yeah. I yeah. don't, and I'm not even that big of a germaphobe. Yeah. I just, there's something about it. I'm like, those are high traffic areas. I mean, those clubs are touched by thousands Honestly, of people. Honestly, I've never thought about it. Now it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> really, no, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's okay. <laughs> I highly doubt they sanitize them. I don't even know if I'm they sure do they that for them. COVID. Surely. I hope Let's give so. them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. I, I like that. I don't think. You're going to touch them eventually. You don't want to think they're not sanitized. <laughs> <laughs> well, haven't been there in a while, so. Okay. So 23rd and Uptown is is all you. Uh, for, I'll just, for right now. For right now. Yeah. Okay. And then what about you, Nabil? I still don't have a perfect answer, but I think I would pick... Dun, dun, dun. I keep going back and forth. And I think the thing that's drawing me back. back yeah. Uh, I'm going back and forth between Automobile Alley because it encompasses Parlor. Oh, which know, has so a the, lot of fun right, stuff. Right. Yep, yep, and yep. a Plaza because of Mother and New State right now that has my favorite burger. Oh, so those are like your two new favorites. Right. So... I think That's I'll go tough. with Plaza. I'll just I'll just say Plaza because yeah. they've got a little of everything. Yeah, I I mean Plaza is impressive, mm-hmm. and like who would have ever known that that area would have blown up the way right. it did? Right. I mean, when I was when we were in high school, you did not. Mm-mm. There was I, there was just nothing down. I mean, there. we never. Yeah, we never even. I didn't really. Yeah, think about going mm-hmm. down. The, yeah, I mean, you yeah. would think Bricktown. If well, yeah, I, we went to church downtown, and so we would hit up some of the nicer, like Cheevers mm, and yeah. things like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, there was never going. What is it, west of Classen? Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. unless we we're and we would go to Grand House a lot for dim sum, which was, I mean, still amazing. But yeah, I would never think to go further back. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I think I've lived in Oklahoma sort of the same amount of time that you have, Nabil. I don't know. For yeah, me, probably. it's like a little over 11 years now that I've okay. lived in Oklahoma. And I remember when I first started college, um, like my friend, one of my best friends, her mom lived on 10th Street and oh, I can't remember. It was either Penn or May. Um, and, you know, like I would drive down there to drop my friend off like at midnight or one mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning after some, you know house party or something right, right. <laughs> and you would just see really interesting characters down there and i don't see people walking around or just it doesn't seem as dangerous as it used to be yeah and i was actually talking so i just recently went to san francisco and that was kind of very eye-opening in the sense of of the homeless population and just people being oh, yeah. on the streets and it was i never really felt in danger however i was shocked at how many mm-hmm. people which yeah the wild thing is San Francisco is like about the same size as Oklahoma city. Really? Uh huh. But it's, it's like seven square miles. I know. <laughs> and Oklahoma uh, city certainly is not seven right. square miles. So it's just diff- <laughs> but the population, I think they're at 800,000 and we're, we're pretty close. I think oh, somebody's yeah. probably screaming at their car right now, hearing <laughs> me say no, all this, but yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so I will say, I think Do a little bit of quick, yeah, go for it, go for it. Yeah. Little fact check. Thanks, Nabil. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting because I feel like even, yeah, 11, 12 years ago, I did feel like there were more people on the street than I feel like there are now, even with the pandemic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or just it felt like I remember seeing more homeless when I was younger. Here in, yeah. in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day. I mean, there are obviously certain intersections where... No matter, you know, you see, but like, I feel like it's less. Maybe it's a combination of um, that the state is still a decently livable place to move to. Yeah. Like real estate is, well, with the exception of like right now and the pandemic and housing costs soaring, but but generally it's not been a crazy place to move. I mean, rent isn't nearly as much as it is in other places in the country. And we have a lot of resources in the city. Like you have the regional food bank and you have all these different nonprofits that I feel like are really active, you know, like you totally see them all the time on social media. Mm -hmm. They're recruiting volunteers and, talking about their you know their uh, events and things so i i feel like maybe that's just has been something that has been really impactful yeah that has I agree. helped the numbers go down for homelessness how did we uh, do on the fact check uh we're at 643,000 oh really yeah as of 2019 although i have heard that we have grown yeah, like we're, we're one, one of the of, fastest growing. Right, we're one of oh, we're yeah. in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Are there only ten cities that grew, and we were one of them? Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Well, and I saw that our um, our em- unemployment um, rate is the lowest in the country. Yeah, I think we're tied with another city for first. That's great. Yeah, so come to Oklahoma City. Yeah, I mean that's what this whole <laughs> podcast is about. We're like, how great is Oklahoma City? Right, um, that's kind of why we started ours. <laughs> right, yeah. to be like, let's expose the fantastic food we have in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of leads me to my next couple questions. So, what is your favorite restaurant? Oh, just have fun. Or favorite meal? Mm. I'll tell you my favorite type of meal. Yeah, uh, it is family style. Okay. And ideally, smaller portions so you can have a lot of stuff. Who, where's your favorite place to get that here? 
I'll go with the most recent experience. Okay. Was at Madur. Okay. Because all their portions are a little smaller and they're served family style. I love that. I need to go. Okay. And you're so, like really selling me on, <laughs> on Madur. We're not sponsored by them. <laughs> we are never sponsored by any of the people that we talk a lot about. Right. So it's okay. You're in yeah. good company. Um, yeah. It was, man, and the food was different and good. And I'm just thinking about it again and again. And it was a limited menu because we went um, like For preview the- night. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to go back and they Do were like, oh, down. we're going to have more soups and we're going to have oh, this. And, yeah. Okay. Well, I want to go like tomorrow. <laughs> the tapas experience, you know, so, you get a little of everything and you can try a few different I things. I love tapas. Yeah. My husband and my sister despise it because really? they want their own food. Mm. They do not want to. I think with tapas, if you're in a huge group, it doesn't work no. because then you only get one shrimp or one this or one. It needs to be a four. Yeah, yeah. a four is or a great. Six. Well, yeah. that's what I yeah. liked about uh, or like about Gunnazakaya is like I've gone and just kind of done tapas there, and it's so good. Yeah, so good. Okay, what about you? I think a lot of people also are if if you're used to like the family style too, then it's a little bit easier, right? You know? It's like because then a lot, of, a lot of a lot of germaphobes and they just don't want to like <laughs> go in there and share. But <laughs> but anyways, but the favorite um, my favorite restaurant right now. Oh, that's so hard. You get yeah. That's why I sidestepped it. You did, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> I understand. I mean, a place that I'm just gonna go with somewhere that it. I've I've been to very frequently yes. just in the past month or two and I'm going to say it's the Hutch. Oh. Um, okay. I'm going to be a little different here at Nichols Hills area the Hutch. Hey, I like um, it. They have really amazing Caesar salads and I love Caesar's and they make their own Caesar dressing. Right. And the parmesan they use is really like top notch. It's so easy on the palate and anchovies. You know, the anchovy has to be really noticeable for me in the you Caesar like, dressing. You like a good anchovy? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There needs to be a... <laughs> Actually, I always give mine to my husband. He loves them. Yeah. I don't think they're that bad. I just... I don't know. There needs to be a balance. Right? It yes. can be too pungent sometimes. So do you, like, if you make a Caesar, do you use anchovy paste? Um, I'll make my own anchovy paste. Yeah. Next I'll level. Just, next it's level. A, it's Caesar salads or thing. Is it? Um, well, yeah, I love it so much that I just decided to make my own, like, cause I live kind of where this is another thing. Thank you. Well, nobody can be grateful for the pandemic, except that really, it, it really changed our, I feel like it really, okay, let me explain. Um, I live on, on Danforth and, um, I don't even remember the cross street, but it's, um, it's pretty east Edmond. Okay. Like my neighborhood is across you don't have cow to farm. Give your address. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just to kind of give an idea to the listeners, we never ever have um delivery. Like no oh, restaurant, nothing yeah. delivers out there except during the pandemic. People were a lot more willing to drive out there, which was great and awesome. Have uh, this stopped since then? Uh Kind of a little bit, <laughs> kind of sucks, but um, but it's really forced me to make my own Caesar salads because and Caesar dressing too because driving all the way to like Empire or the Hutch or like anywhere yes. that I love their Caesar salads is kind of a drive. You so like the ones in Empire too? I do. Yeah, okay. Empire is not bad. It's really good. Um, but yeah, I'll just make my own anchovy paste. I'm just that. gonna use some really coarse salt and a good. And you just muddle it or mm-hmm. like yeah. That is like, I was like thinking about a blender for a second or like, how do you get it pasty? But I guess they are kind of 
Squishy. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. With the salt, you need a good, a good, um, gosh, what are they, what are like those Like pour a uh, pestle in. Uh, mortar. 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 Yeah. yeah. And then just really thick. I almost got there. <laughs> just really coarse salt and that, that'll help um, make it real. salt. Pasty. I always mess that up too, the pestle and mortar. Pestle. I, like, I'm like, wait, which way? Did, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know which is the, the bowl and which is the thing. I have no idea. The, the mortar. Mortar. <laughs> gotcha. Mortar. Gotcha. <laughs> well, so, okay. Well, that is true about the pandemic for, I think, for a lot of people. You had to cook. Yeah. I know. Found I for yourself. With yeah. my first pregnancy, I ate Caesar salads all the time, not realizing you were not supposed to. Really? Oh. Because of the oh. raw egg. True. Oh. Yes. yes. So we were out to dinner, and I think I was due in like a month, and one of my really good friends, oh, Nicole Hodges, who oh, you know, yeah. she was like, I mean, you're not supposed to be eating those. And I was like, <laughs> I've had one like three or four times a week for the past. <gasps> oh, <no. laughs> so thankfully, my son is fine. It all worked out. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my gosh, like just silly stuff like that. So every time I think of Caesar salad now that I'm pregnant again, I'm like, I want one so bad. All right. I have this, this kind of a tangent. Yeah. Uh, but I have this weird theory, which is probably very incorrect. No, it's okay. Uh, but I feel like d- if during a pregnancy, someone has strong cravings for either a Caesar salad or whatever it might be. Yes. The kid has either a strong aversion to it or really loves it. There's no middle ground. Interesting. That's my theory. I don't know how to test I it. I mean, I think that... <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I, I could see that. I definitely think... I'm trying to think of... Well, yeah, I mean... Well, so my son, who I had all the Caesar salad with, loves... Well, he's kind of not really liking salad right now, but when he was two, he would always ask for salad. Hmm. I was like, who is this child? <laughs> so maybe there was something to him liking salad. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Thanks so, for supporting my theory. I, I, I think I think there's something to that though, because yeah, some people, some women crave like red meat. I've heard a lot about watermelon pickles, mm-hmm. like all the kind of I don't know. I guess typical foods you think of of pregnancy mm-hmm. cravings. Yeah. I like to hear if their kids are. Yeah, and then I always hear either they hate it or they love it. There's no like me. Well, like I I have like a version to poultry when I'm pregnant. It like really grosses me out. Any any kind of poultry, mm. chicken tenders too. Yeah, Fried no, chicken. like oh, no. just like I don't know something about it. Like it just I don't know. It sounds really gross. And then you're all back to normal after, or does yeah, version stay a little bit. No, it goes away. It goes away. But yeah, I don't know. It's strange. But okay, so I have a quick fire on a couple of this restaurant or this restaurant. So you have to pick your favorite. I I know which one you're going to pick on this one. I did Metro or Cheevers? Girl. Cheevers. 100. (laughs) Nabil, what would you say? Cheevers. Cheevers. But the Metro... There's Caesar salad. They yes, and they have really good like for Valentine's Day. That's mm. kind of a little tradition. My fiance and I, we go to the metro. Metro, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. But you're a Cheevers girl. I'm a Cheevers girl. Okay, and you're a Cheevers guy. I am. I love going to brunch there. Yeah, their brunch is good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to brunch at the metro. I don't know if they have it. I don't think I've I been, have either. I've been to lunch there, but never brunch. Um. Okay. So Barrios or Frida. Frito. Barrios. Oh. Uh, House divided. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Frida, too. What do you get at Barrios? um, So their menu has changed. They used to have this amazing 
um, salmon ceviche. Yes. And I am so sad they don't that they don't anymore. have it anymore. No. It's a bummer. Yeah. I just think that not enough people were ordering it. Mm. So, which makes sense because it's kind of a different type of, I think, and it wasn't even raw fish. I think, th- I, I don't know why it wasn't popular, but I really liked it. I um, did too. I would get it sometimes for my entree. Yeah. And it had like the, the uh, plantains, yes. the crispy plantains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So delicious. Really good. Um, but I really love their salsas. They're different because they, they like roast mm-hmm. all of their, you know, the, their ingredients. And so it's really I don't know. It's their salsas are rich and their chips are just different. Yeah, their chips enough. are really good. Yeah, so I that's what I always and then like their avocado margaritas are you like that bomb? Yeah, avocado margarita. Have you ever had it there? I have not. It's like kind of their thing. It's like just creamy. Okay, like the yeah. texture is like it's smooth, not not I don't know. And they use like a spicy rim, mm-hmm. like a, I don't know if it's tahini or something. I don't mm. know what it is, but it's a good. Combo. Wait, what do you get at Frida? I like their short rib empanadas Ooh. and I like the, I can't believe I haven't asked him like the, the, the dip on the side. It kind of reminds me of a demi-gloss Yum. is delicious. That sounds good. Yeah. And I also like, like their whole vibe. Like they've put in thought into what the atmosphere is going to be like. I'm obsessed you know? with their plates. Yeah. And because they come from mm-hmm. Paseo Pottery down yes. the street no. and they're like Super that cool. really creamy color. I love their yeah. plates. Um, okay. So Gusto or Empire? Well, we know what Christina's yeah. answer is going to be. Actually, it's Gusto. Yeah. <laughs> love me some Gusto. Their pepperoni Gusto pizza. So good. Spicy honey sriracha. Yes. And... What's that one called? Uh, I think it's uh, is it... Gusto pepperoni. Is it really just? Yeah, you're yeah, right. It's okay. just Gusto pepperoni. So good. Keep it simple. What Classic. do you like? It depends on my mood. Empire Gusto. You have to pick. All right. I mostly go to Empire. Empire. So, okay. Yeah. I'll say Empire. I like it. Okay. Um, butcher stand or Aishins? I chose these because they're like experiential, right? You Ooh, have to drive okay. there. You like... They both have, well, opposite directions, but I feel like they're kind of, the food is totally different. However, I feel like they are both destinations for food. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I haven't been to Butcher Stain yet. You haven't? I know. Nabil! Well, yeah, I know. I just, (laughs) it's sad. I've got no excuse. What? I was going to say it's because I wanted to get there in the morning and just never have. But, you know, if I really wanted to try, I probably could have. I haven't yet. I do want to try them as I've heard really, really good things. So I'll have to default to Ashens. Okay. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What Um, about you? Have you tried Butcher? I am going to disappoint you. I've actually not been to either. (gasps) (laughs) Okay. Well. I'm not the worst then. Yeah. (laughs) I think you guys need a okay food cast field trip to butcher i 100 percent agree yeah it's so good it's i would i was gonna say butcher Mm. just i think the food is better however i feel like butcher i you know you do it during the day i i would go with friends and like order pitchers of beer at night yeah so you can get like a party bus and make (laughs) i fun you know what i'm saying yeah it's so fun have you all not done that either not a party bus to Aishins. Well, oh, or no. just, but have you gone there at <laughs> yeah, night? Okay, yeah. 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 Aishins is fun. So, question for you. Have you tried... Um... Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on this? I don't know. Clark Crew. Yes. So, Clark Crew or Butcher? I Ooh. say Butcher. Okay. Um, The vibe is different, right? I mean, Clark Crew, you can like 
like I, we pick up Clark crew, whereas yeah. butcher, you know, you have to wait in line and blah, blah, blah. However, so my, my husband's from Fort Worth. We used to live in Dallas. We've been to Pecan Lodge. We've been down to Franklin's in Austin. Like we've done a lot of the Texas barbecue. Mm-hmm. I thought butcher was better than like both of those places. Okay. I mean, their burn, their burn ends were That's like what I've heard. insane. Yeah. And I thought that like everything we had was really good. I didn't. Even the sides. I can't remember what was in the beans. It was like a fruit, maybe. Really? Um, yeah, it was like something. Oh, apple. It was like these apple beans. And then, I don't know, just everything we got was really good. There was not one thing that I was like, oh, this isn't that great. Like, the turkey was really, really good. Um, and then all of the barbecue we got was really good. Even my husband, who's very picky, was like, this is the best barbecue I've ever had. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to make it a butcher. I mean, you should go like Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the times my cousin was in town, he really wanted barbecue and we had plans to go there. I was like, finally, I'll try. I get to go there. And that didn't work out. Okay. I think I will say, yeah, you go. We got there. So this was pre-pandemic. We went in January of 2020. We got there at 10. So we waited for an hour and we were like, I don't know. I think we counted. We were like the 80th person in line. So that's the thing you got to get there. But the way that that's set up, we didn't feel like we were that far back. But then when we started counting people, (laughs) we realized we were. The line went quick, though. Yeah. I mean, we got our food within, I think we only waited an additional like 20 minutes when they opened the lineup. So it it went really fast. Um, However, if I go again, I go at like, yeah, 930. And get a liner a little Mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah. Bring a snack. Yeah. You know. I wouldn't take my kids because they were <laughs> at the time they were like wanting to run around. But it's cool. They've like taken the stand and they made it. I mean, the whole dining experience is totally different than when it used to just be the trailer thing that they would serve out. It's now covered. It's yeah. really cute. They have all these like vintage chairs everywhere and vintage decor. And it's cool. Nice. Yeah. Um. Okay. So donuts. Browns or Donut Palace? Are you guys donut people? I I will eat it if someone will bring them. Yeah, but you're not like you're not seeking out a donut. Not always, okay. not always. But I will. I'll have to default to Browns because I haven't tried Donut Palace. You've never been to Donut Palace? No. Even when we went to school. Am I a horrible <laughs> food caster? <laughs> I implore you to try Donut Palace. Okay. Just because it's I don't know. It, there's nothing like special about the place. Like Brown, is it close to school? Yeah, it's like on Britain. Almost to Penn. I have not tr- Maybe I have tried it during school. I was going to say, I feel like you probably did in high school, but yeah. what about you? I'm also going to <laughs> give the unpopular answer of I'm just, yeah, donuts and not your thing. Not my, I mean, I'll eat them. I, I love donuts, but I don't seek them. Like yeah, it's not yeah, a yeah. craving that I ever have. Um, I've had donuts, um, again, did not get them myself. Um, they've always been something that either a friend or a family member brought from Guthrie. I know there's like a really popular oh, really? donut place I was just in looking Guthrie. that place up. Oh, is that what? Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. I want to remember the name Missy's. of it. Missy's. Yeah. Oh, Missy's has the best donuts. Apparently. Well, it's that's like what a lot of people say. legendary, apparently. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another place to go. Okay. Yeah, in Guthrie. So. Interesting. Okay, okay. So back to the podcast before we kind of get to our final question. So what has been, and I know this is like picking your favorite child. It's really unfair, but what has been a favorite guest or favorite episode of y'all's? Oh, man. 
I know. It's not fair. I'm sorry. It's a very hard question. And I should know better as a podcaster to ask these. But I really want if our listeners are wanting to check your podcast mm-hmm. out, which episode would you direct them to? I'll let you go first and then. Okay. Um, I think um, for me, one of my favorite episodes has been um, with Edible OKC. Okay. Yeah. We had, um, gosh, remind It's actually me. releasing this week. Oh, oh, it hasn't even come out yet. Okay. Um, Wait, when does it come out? Today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Or, so this will come out on Thursday. So it would have okay. come out on so Monday. So it will come out on yeah, Monday. So, yeah. yeah, check it out. Uh, you know, it'll be out uh, this past Monday, I guess, if this episode comes out Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, yep. Yeah, but we had the... You're uh, speaking in the future about ex- the past. Right. <laughs> that is your present. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, right. It's like only how podcasters live. Exactly. Um, if I talk about this now, it wouldn't have happened until tomorrow. <laughs> yes, exactly. But then they're listening to it this day. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to talk to the uh to the editor and to the social media uh, or the marketing head remind me their names i cannot Stuart and jenny Stuart and jenny yeah um getting to know how they uh met and how Stuart moved back to oklahoma after living in dc for a really long time and where they're taking edible okc in the future because it sold right it was jen Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it sold to Stuart. Yes. Cool. When so when, think, when did uh, that happen? Twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Okay. It was like it's pretty recent. Yeah, okay, before nice. the pandemic. So that yeah, it was also kind of like a huge thing for them too because they had a lot of things planned and then the pandemic happened. Of so, um, and then also we recently interviewed um, Cher Golding, who is a I think she's the uh, board president of Other Options, which is a oh, nonprofit okay. that helps. They're a food pantry and they help um, individuals with HIV and AIDS here in Oklahoma. So um, so she was such a pleasant and awesome person to talk to and, and have on the podcast. We learned a lot about her history here. I mean, she's very well connected and she seems to have had her hand in a lot of cool events and things here in Oklahoma City. And she just recently had her huge event, Bar Wars, which was okay. last week. Nice. Um, right. Was it like last Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just had a whole bunch of bartenders come and compete for oh, like their okay. best cocktail. Yes. Yeah. And then the proceeds, of course, go to um, other options. Which so. cocktail one? Do you remember? I think it was, um, gosh, Cat's Tavern. Was it? I had to leave early, so I did. I didn't actually wait for wait, the results. Cat's Tavern won best cocktail. Um, don't quote me on that. I know that Cat's Tavern was runner up. I'd have to look on their um wow. on their social so the, media. So the way it works is they usually have a theme, uh-huh. and some of the points are awarded to theme and presentation, and then there's taste and balance. And wow. so they were they were one of the ones that were super decked out. It was superhero themed, so they were Wonder Women and <laughs> yeah. decked out and their cocktails were very like, you know, lasso of truth. Wait, that's cute. Yeah. I just am surprised by cats just because it's so divey. Yeah, I agree. Um, but like not in a bad way. It's right. just like it's not like it was like a mixologist from some fancy restaurant. Right. It was somebody from cats. Like yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was surprising. Um uh I mean, I don't, I, pre-pandemic, I would go to Cat's Tavern all the time for their karaoke nights. Yeah, of course. so fun. Yeah. Uh, but I would always get, like, just, I don't know, like a Diet Coke or whiskey or, like, a beer, but never, like, a craft cocktail. But, yeah, they're super talented. 
They've got I a lot had of... no idea. Because, yeah, whenever we would go there, same thing. It'd be like after rehearsal dinner or late. And then mm-hmm. I would never think... I would never think like I need to order something more fun there next time. Also, I'm not on the drinking train at the moment. Right. So it's a little but that's exciting. That's something you shouldn't do while you're pregnant. That is that is a no no for that. You can have your Caesar salad, but no, and if your baby if you're craving alcohol, that's a bad we don't want to encourage that for your child to like it, right? Right. According Um, to the theory. According to that that to the your theory, right? (laughs) Um but okay, that's so fun. Well, so what about you, Nabil? What's your favorite? episode or guest or oh i was while she was talking rolling through the did the you look guests at, i would have had. to look at my instagram and be like who have i had <laughs> um i mean luckily we've had some fantastic chefs on the podcast which when we started i was like i don't know if anyone would want to come on yeah there's two random people starting a podcast about food and we're asking like chef black or chef jeff or uh chef stranger to come on and be like, hey, talk talk to us about the best restaurant you have in OKC. Yeah, no, I hear you. We um, felt the same way. We're like, will anybody listen to this? Right. Will anybody like it? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the support has been amazing. But favorite episode actually was not a episode about a chef for a restaurant, but it was an episode about the history of coffee. Oh, interesting. This was, I think, episode 30 something. Uh one of our guests, uh, Dom and Miguel, okay. they do Rome Coffee. It's a cold brew company in Oklahoma. Cool. They came on and we talked about the history of coffee. So they took us through the anecdotes and the tales of how coffee was smuggled out and brought to other places. And that was a fun episode. Nice. Okay. So people need to go look for that one. Yes. It's a good one. It's actually one of my favorite episodes too. It was so much fun. Back, yeah. Yeah. I'm like not. I hate it. I'm such a Debbie. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I would love. That would be so interesting just to know. Yeah. Is it the coffee flavor? No. Caffeine gives me anxiety. Mm. It's like a really tough pill to swallow when I realized because I would get. How do you stay awake? Well, I, I, that's, I mean, I do drink tea. I mean, this is ca- not caffeinated, but it was awful because I would get really anxious in the mornings, like when I was driving like either my kids to school or whatever. And mm. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, I had another friend who cut out caffeine and her anxiety sort of went away. And mm. I was like, I'll try this. And then sure enough. So I, I, I've, I've dabbled in decaf. What's the point? It's just, <laughs> I like the taste of coffee. Like, and I do like waking up and having something warm to drink, but. Yeah, I just haven't. I know, it's a bummer, but it's okay. I mean, something, I wonder if there are coffees with milder... Well, that's the thing. I was like pounding cold brew, which is like jet fuel. So (laughs) I'm sure the level of caffeine I was having was probably (laughs) too much. I bet though it's like peanut allergies. If I like did a little bit of coffee, I'm sure I could get my my endurance back up. But Mm. at this point, I don't have it and it's fine. You adjust, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, okay, so first final question. First final mm. question. We have kind of two. Well, we kind of came up with both of these questions, and then we decided we wanted to ask everybody both of them. So now it's our first final and our final final. Okay. That's kind of how we say it. But our first final question is, you all personally in 10 years, OKC Foodcast in 10 years, and Oklahoma City in 10 years, kind of where do you see these things landing? Wow. I, I mean, if the podcast survives 10 years... Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I would love to keep talking about food as long as people are listening about it and just learning the stories. Um, But 
personally, I'd want to be more involved in the food sphere. Yeah. And, you know, not sure what route that takes, but that is one of my goals. Yeah, I think that's fair. Very cool. So kind of similar to Nabil, like I really hope to see this podcast continue to grow and flourish. Um, I feel like there's a lot of potential for a positive social impact that we can yeah. can make, especially in a 10-year span. I hope to still be living here in 10 years. Um, thankfully, my fiance has, you know, his. he's not originally from Oklahoma, but okay. he moved here for a job similar to okay, your husband. You so hopefully we'll still be here. Um but my passions are more like in public health. Um, so hopefully, um, uh, right now, like I'm trying to, I've applied for PA school. Nice. So I hope to pursue my graduate degree that route and then somehow kind of intertwine that with our mission and goal of OKC Foodcast, which is to get to know and elevate people in the food industry and not just the food industry, but kind of sort of, um, we've uh positive like social causes like because i know yeah. that you know oklahoma city oklahoma in general struggles with a lot of food deserts and people that are you know that are impoverished and so somehow you know continue to develop our mission and you know somehow try to make a good impact that way i think yeah. that's awesome yeah and have some fun along the way and have some fun hopefully do way. some fun events and well it sounds like you guys already yeah. are which is awesome so slowly but surely yeah i know that's what we got like our first free thing from our podcast i think a month ago and we're like oh my god Is, isn't it the best yes it's so shameful but yes i don't know it's like this is not why i'm doing it but this is so great so I was like, oh, we were so excited yeah. um okay so then our final question which this will be good so maybe nabil your best friend from pakistan comes in town your best friend from bolivia comes in town oh you have a full day in okc Money is no object. There's no pandemic, nothing. What do you do? Like, what's your day like? Oh, my gosh. And you I pick develop. them up from the airport and you go where? Am I going first? You Are go first, Nabil. Go right. for it. Um, let's see. I'm mapping the route. Yeah. Is it all, <laughs> is it all about food? I feel like a lot of it will be about food. Yes. Um, so my first question would be, are you hungry? This person will say yes. Okay. You'll be that person. Yeah, I'm right. sure. <laughs> Let's yes. role play. Uh, we'll take a little detour to uh, Taqueria Sanchez because it's on the way back home. Nice. Uh, grab a couple tacos. Taqueria Sanchez, where is that? It is on Meridian and 23rd. Meridian and 23rd, mm. okay. Right? Yeah. It's 23rd, yeah. right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. at a time. I always get confused between 10th and 23rd, which, which street it's on, but it's mm. 23rd. Okay. Um, stop by, get some tacos, some solid tacos there, cash only. Um, then get home, do whatever. Boy. And then after that, it's like, there's so many places to eat. Right. Um, one of my favorites is Osteria. Yeah. So that or some pizza, it would definitely be all about food. Yeah. It'd be like, we're going, we're, I would make my own little food tour <laughs> and would just get like best off from places and do that for every meal. Nice. Well, do you have any specifics you can tell us like which best ofs you would pick? So, um, it would be, we'd definitely get new state. 
Because I think their burger is solid. You think it's the best? Right now for me, at this point. This week I'm going to have um, Burger Pug. I've only had them to go. I haven't had them there. Yeah. So I'm I feel interested like to see what you experience. think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you'll have to update us. Yeah. I will. <laughs> be a little addendum in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Nabil thought <laughs> this was better. I've heard great things about uh, Burger Pug. I want to go there too. We ate there, I don't know, like a month ago. I don't know. I, I would I would venture to say you'd probably like New State more. Okay. But I could be proven wrong. Well, what would you have at Burger Pug? Well, here's here's the problem. This is the problem. <laughs> I am not, I'm like almost pretty much vegan. Hmm. So I am judging them based on their Beyond Burger and their gluten-free patty or gluten-free bun. And like, I get it. Gluten-free buns are not fun, right? Like, there are very rare places that do it really, really well. However, I do wish that some restaurants would put a little bit more thought into it. Yeah, sometimes it just seems like an afterthought. Be like, we need to put this on for the people that will be coming with other people. Right, right? yeah. Yeah. It's not specifically for you. No, and but my husband got like the full shebang and I had a bite of his. I'm not celiac. It's just like, you know, whatever. A choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, his was good. I... Burgers are tough, though. Like, if I'm going to eat a burger, like, I I don't know. I, I think my standards are really high, maybe. It wasn't. And I, I will say. As they should be. Their, their patio <laughs> was great. Yeah. And um, we took our kids. Our kids had a lot of fun just kind of running around out there. I mean, the, the restaurant itself is awesome. I just didn't. The Beyond Burger was not my favorite. And the, and the gluten-free bun was not my favorite. Mm. So. We'll have to try it. I mean, it's kind of unfair, though, to judge a restaurant on gluten-free and beyond meat. You know what I mean? But that's okay, though. I mean, that's kind of like, we talk about this on our podcast, too, like about our baselines. Yeah. Uh, we all oh, have, that's right. We okay. all have our one different thing that we really like, and we kind of judge a menu yes. by how much, I mean, you can just kind of tell how much time and effort and that they've put in because menus can be like they'll have their staples right they'll have their few meals that they you can tell it's like their their gold star totally um i think it's a good way to judge how good a restaurant is by trying their not their their non-staples you know how how much effort they're putting into those other options Mm. yeah um but for me if i had um a friend coming from out of state or out of country to visit uh, depending on what time, say they're coming in the morning, I would definitely stop first. I didn't even some... think about the time. <laughs> we're think just about getting the time. tacos. Yeah, no we're just what. getting. I, I thought about that. I was like, are they breakfast? I was like, yeah. whatever. I guess it doesn't matter. So, um, as somebody who doesn't like to jam pack, like when I travel, I don't like to do too many things. I just like to eat really well as long yeah. as we go to the like just eat really well and then maybe have like one or two fun things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely stop by. Um, why is it a stitch cafe? Oh yeah. Love stitch cafe right now. Their coffees are so good and they have kind of a Latin Mexican flair to it too. Mm -hmm. So I would get some coffee and some tarts there for breakfast. Yeah. I gotta get there. Um, They call them hand tarts, right? I think so. Or hand. Yeah. Like handmade tarts. Yeah. I don't know. It's like not, it's a pop tart, but it's not called that. Yeah. Um, And then they have like their sweet varieties. Really? They sound delicious. Uh, Nabil, you need, 
OKC Foodcast uh, needs field to go trip. a lot of places. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> well, I do too. Though it's like it's so funny how yeah you have your places, but Stitch yeah. they have well. So there used to be the place. Where's that mural? It was like the mural of um, why am I blinking on the Thunder player who's New Zealand? Um, oh, Stephen yeah. Adams. Remember yeah. the big mural of Stephen Adams? Mm-hmm. There used to be that little restaurant back there. Um, and they was it also a flower shop? Yes, it was the plant shop and something else. And I'm blinking, but anyways, I think that the pop tarts at Stitch are from that place. Oh, interesting. I okay. I believe I could be completely wrong, but I'm very I'm pretty sure. Um. Well, either way, they're pretty amazing. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're really so, good. and then you can get like their their breakfast ones with like cheese or like uh, sausage, yeah, or the eggs, and then ones. and then the sweet ones. So we would get some coffee and some tarts first, and then we'd go home, chill, rest for a little bit, and then I always love to take visitors to the Cowboy Hall of Fame Museum. Oh, that nice. is one of my favorite places. I don't go there often, but. Anytime I have visitors, I love going there. That's awesome. Yeah. It's different for me. I mean, we don't, it's like, uh, for me, like, I feel like it's a very special cultural place yeah. for Oklahoma. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And I'm excited now to get to learn about or go to the new, the First Americans. Oh, Museum, I know. Which I haven't been there yet. I haven't either. Yeah. We're, we're dying. That'll be up there, though, for my. I'm excited to go there, too. Yeah. Well, the Cowboy yeah. Hall is having a big Oktoberfest party. On Friday, the Friday of Halloween weekend, and oh. it's going to have the guy who used to own Old Germany, his band. It's oh, going to cool. be very authentic. So I think it's like twenty five bucks. We're going. Oh, nice. that sounds amazing! You guys should come too. It's going to be really good. We so. were Serena and I were thinking about hitting up Tulsa for the yeah, October right? Fest this year. Oh my gosh, we should go. Yeah, I was it. thinking about the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't make it out there for some reason, y'all should check out yeah. the Cowboy. Yeah. Because it's also a good way to get involved in the museum. You can kind of look at their different membership stuff and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But you're such a better host than I. I was just like, I'm gonna feed you tacos, and then we'll figure out what to do. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's okay though. Yeah. Well, so what's your lunch spot? Um, Would you have a lunch bot or is like Stitch going to be enough? Um, no. Okay. I'm just going to have to say the first thing that came to mind. Um, if it was a visitor, obviously, I would probably take them maybe to um, uh, the OKC Art Museum because they have a restaurant there. And I know they just recently had a renovation in their restaurant well, so space. So now it's Patrono. So it the Patronos. Do, I thought in, that was just like uh, transient. Like they were just hosting for what? the frescoes. Is Correct. the fresco gone? I guess um, it is gone. Yeah, I think they were just like a visiting restaurant there for like their current exhibition. Right, right, right. So now they're back to their regular cafe. Um, I don't know. I don't okay. know when the exhibition or when they're. I think it was ending at the end of September. So I would think that. Something would have happened in the last couple of days. Maybe. I need but to reach out. The fact that they're even um, partnering with neighboring restaurants, yeah. I think, is, a, is really cool. Um, even before they had Patrono there, um, their, their menu is amazing. And they have a really good burger there, too. And it has, like, caramelized onions. And, yeah, haven't been there in a while. But that would probably be a place that I would take. It's like a lunch spot. Lunch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. And then you could just walk around downtown so where are you guys going for dinner <laughs> depends are we still hungry yeah <laughs> you're always hungry always <laughs> wow um well depends on the well 
I don't know. I'm going to say Gusto. I'm going to say the patio yeah, Gusto. Yeah, that's the best patio. Love I was patio. Like, kind of upset when people discovered it because I felt like it was kind of a best kept secret because <laughs> you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then everybody during COVID found out about it, I feel like. Yeah. <sighs> patio seating. It, right? Do you have outdoor seating at Gusto? Yeah, we actually do. <laughs> Rats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rats. Rats. <laughs> Well, oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. So where can people find OKC Foodcast and find you all and all that good stuff? So you can find OKC Foodcast on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Christina is doing TikTok. She's just going crazy with it. Oh my God. I'm so (laughs) jealous. We need to get on TikTok. I'm like, I just... It's a bit intimidating, I will say, um, because you're kind of like putting yourself out there a little bit. But the only way to get good at it is just by doing it. Just trying. And, you know, so... um, yeah, I've got some ideas cooking for the upcoming months, trying to get a little bit more active on social media, trying to kind of plan some goals for like, you know, the days and months. Because I being a part of a podcast has really <laughs> unlocked this whole world of things that I just never thought I would be involved in, which yeah. is learning about marketing and advertising, social media, interacting with audience. And so, I mean, it's been extremely fun. And um, yeah, so as far as finding us on social media, find us on Twitter, OKC Foodcast, um, Facebook, like Nabil said, and then we're starting up on TikTok. So we're OKC Foodcast on TikTok as well. And then you guys are on all the major platforms for podcasts, mm-hmm. so like Apple, Podbean, Spotify, Spotify, Amazon, Am- or Audible. Yeah, Google, um, I think yeah. Google Podcasts, all of them. Nice. And, then, and you yeah. can always go on our website, okcfoodcast.com. Y'all's website is nice. Thanks, it's better than ours. Shout out to Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I scrolled. I was like, oh gosh, we need to up our game. <laughs> <laughs> this was a recent thing for us. It looks great. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being on and everybody should check out. So when do your episodes drop? Mondays. Mondays. Okay. Is the goal. Mm. Is the goal. But like, we're still finding a stride. We're yeah. Still yeah. Finding I hear a stride. you. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So check out their new episodes every Monday. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe Sunday. Maybe yeah. Sunday. So, <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Thanks thank for having you. us. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at ActionCityOKC or for business inquiries, email us at hello at ActionCityOKC.com. Action City is produced by Blacken Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blacken Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll. 